0: Welcome to Reworking Talent, the podcast that tackles the tough challenges in today's business-focused talent market. I'm your host, Brent Scott, founder and CEO of Found Consulting, we are growth-centered people operations and recruiting consultancy. And we're here to give actionable advice to uh, small business leaders and aspiring business leaders, both on a personal and organizational scale. Lindsay had the audacity to take some time off this week, so you are all just stuck with me. And uh, today we go on a journey, a journey to unravel the mystery of what Gen Z values. And to represent a whole generation today, we have Delaney. Uh, Delaney is an elder Gen Z. she currently works at a, a well-known finance company, but her career has already spanned a, a couple of different industries so far, which actually makes her a perfect candidate for guiding us through the maze of desires, dislikes, and must-haves for the generation that uh, that's going to make up 27% of the workforce by 2025. So Delaney- Thank you so much for joining us. us. (laughs) So before we begin, um, let's go over just very generally who Gen Z is. So Gen Zers are people born between 96 and 2005 or 97 and 2012. It depends on who you ask. Um, But by all accounts, Gen Z is the most diverse generation yet, uh, 47% of Gen Zers identify as brown, indigenous, or people of color. So Delaney, first, let me acknowledge my earlier joke. Uh, I know there's no way that you could possibly fully represent uh, the multitude of of viewpoints of a a whole generation, um, especially a generation as diverse as yours. But I am curious how you feel uh, you know growing up with so much diversity and so much representation of BIPOC folks in the media uh, how has this impacted your world view?
1: Um, I think greatly you know yeah. growing up with exposure to a lot more diverse viewpoints um, people different than me people with different backgrounds than myself um, and having access to their worlds you know I grew up in a very media-centric <laughs> society <laughs> um, yep. it's been interesting you know you get to see things that previous generations just weren't able to see
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know my parents growing up they were in neighborhoods that were predominantly white they were in neighborhoods that you know diversity was not celebrated diversity wasn't shown to them yeah so I think you know growing up in a in a society that is centered around you and tells you no different than what you see every day Mm -hmm. it's easy to fall into stride and just think that that's the only way to live yeah (laughs) Uh so no I think it's really affected me um and having access to to see how other people live yeah um
0: totally yeah totally well and and so to pivot slightly to work when it comes to diversity, because that's like a, I mean, gosh, HR leaders all over the place are like D, e, and I. Uh, it's all about diversity. It's all about equity inclusion initiatives. So how important is it for you and for your generation as a whole that a company is committed to diversity?
1: Uh, for me personally, it's really important. Um, you know, being able to collaborate with people that have different viewpoints than your own, Mm. I think provides for a better, more effective uh, workplace. Yeah. You know, it allows me personally to grow and learn from people around me again with different viewpoints. So not everyone around me is going to be telling me the things that I already know, the things that I was, you know, taught growing up to be more work centric. it, It helps I work personally with people all across the country in different countries as well, by yeah. a large team. Um, and so we get a lot of different viewpoints. And I think it's really important work-wise to be able to collaborate with people different than you, just in general. I also am just a big proponent of increasing diversity, providing opportunities for mm-hmm. people that typically wouldn't get these opportunities. Yeah. Um, I want to see other people thrive. So
0: Yeah. incredibly important. Absolutely. And uh, do you get the same uh visceral reaction that I get when I, I look at a company's website and I see their leadership page and it's all just older <laughs> older yeah, white I mean, men. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to, to to white men out there, but when it's exclusively
1: a theme. I do. I know. <laughs> so
0: uh We've we've heard a lot of talk about Gen Z being even more values driven than millennials because millennials definitely more values driven than than Gen Xers Gen Xers more values driven than Boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to choosing an employer, do you think it's important to have values alignment with that employer, and um, how important is that? I do. Personally, I look for employers whose values I align
1: with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for as people, as time progresses, it's only going to become more important. Yeah. Um, the big thing for me personally is I'm not going to accept a job just because it's pay. I know that can be mm.
0: controversial.
1: Um, and sure okay. We'll that later on, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, a job is a job. There's plenty of jobs out there. So picking a job that I feel morally aligned with yeah. is more important to me. If I'm choosing between two jobs and say the pay is the exact same, of course, I'm going to choose the company that
0: I feel I align with better. Interesting. So incredibly important. So it sounds like you're, uh, you're almost saying that If you had, if it was between a company that maybe your values weren't directly aligned with and a company that was very much in line with your values and that company that's very much in line, maybe was offering less pay Mm -hmm. that you may still prefer the values aligned organization. Yeah. Very much so. dang okay. Okay, good tidbit. That might be a personal one. I can't speak for everyone again in Gen Z. This is yes. uh, one person to do, Yes, I do feel
1: like my friends and the people that I know well enough to kind of speak for them, I would say probably would feel the same.
0: Mm. That's interesting. Well, do you feel like maybe that's a driving reason? why Gen Z is more willing to jump ship from one job to another. And and to to frame this question a little bit, um, HR people, we love statistics. There's been a ton of studies on the different generations, what the values are, what we're looking for. And Gen Z is 32% more likely to leave a job than millennials. Um, Gen Z has, Almost ten points less job satisfaction than millennials. Um, they feel their work is less purposeful than other generations. I mean, I could, I could go on and on. And so, what gives? Why? Why? You know? Why? Why do you feel like uh, Gen Z? Maybe I guess, seemingly at least, the statistics, the data is pointing to you guys are just less work focused. Yeah. Um,
1: I think there's a couple points to that. I think one thing is probably the fact that coming out of a global pandemic, um, you know, we've seen certain work styles that can work for people specifically work from home or like a flexible work schedule. And when companies now, especially that were are coming out on the other end of this pandemic, are saying, we're going back to office, you're going your nine to five, X, Y, Z, this harsh work schedule that we have shown that we can kind of move away from, mm-hmm. people don't want to go back to that. So that's something that is kind of prompting, hey, maybe I'm gonna jump ship, maybe I'm gonna look for a job that is more flexible. Yeah. Um, I also, personally, I think <laughs> have a bit of a cynical view on things, I know we've spoken about this before, Um, but we are hitting a point in our world where we recognize that life is short, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we are seeing these big, you know, tragic things happen all the time. And people are recognizing that and realizing that, you know, if I'm going to work for 60 years, I sure hope I can be happy for those 60 years and not be stuck in a position where, I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying what I do. The work that I do isn't rewarding. I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel, you know, like my employer cares about me.
0: Mm. Or I don't feel
1: like the work that I'm doing is making any sort of meaningful impact. So yeah. what's the point? And I think people are feeling that more and more and it's prompting them to change positions if they feel like that job is not doing it for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, uh, a controversial opinion here, especially as a recruiter, but uh, good on you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, break, uh, break the mold. If if something isn't working for you, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty big advocate of, um, you know, change it, break it, make it better. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we've been. I mean, at least for me personally, you know, growing up, you're told this is the, there's one way to live. It's you go to college, you get a job, mm-hmm. you get a job that pays you well, you stick at it for as long as you can until you retire and then you'd be happy and then you travel. Yep. And I personally took a different viewpoint than that.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, it's just changing things up. You know, I don't think there's one way to live. I'm not saying any way is wrong, but
0: right. You know. Right. Well, and you brought up purpose driven work, which seems to be one of those areas that data is is pointing to um gen z just feeling less satisfaction than Mm -hmm. previous generations in fact every every generation it seems that that's a a a benchmark that keeps going down yeah so when you talk about like purpose-driven work um i think that it's very easy to to fall into the thinking of like well, go be a doctor or, uh, well, go be an environmental rights lawyer, but that's not necessarily what you're saying. Correct. I mean, what does that mean? What does that purpose-driven work mean for you exactly?
1: Yeah. So for me, a purpose-driven or a purpose-driven job is something where I feel like my contributions are making an impact on the company, mm-hmm. first and foremost. However, I think a big part of it is feeling appreciated. The work that I'm doing is recognized and appreciated. Yeah, And, you know, being able to collaborate with people and learn from people. So sweet, swinging back into that diversity, I think that's a very mm-hmm. purposeful part of the things that I do and the things that a lot of people do is being able to work with people, learn from them, I feel like that generates purpose within a job. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's not that you have to be, you know, single-handedly saving the world. <laughs> of course that's not the case. There's right. plenty of jobs, but it's finding a job for you whatever that may be mm. that makes you feel useful and satisfied with what you're doing.
0: And do you think that that is a reason um because again data points to Gen Z Uh, certainly millennials, but also Gen Z, forging their own path. It's not this linear path that maybe boomers and Gen X um, uh, envisioned or or had the opportunity to take, where you start Mm -hmm. out coordinator, then you're a specialist, and then you become a senior and manager and so on and so forth. Um, Increasingly, it seems that uh, my generation, the millennial generation, and certainly the Gen Z generation even more so mm. uh, are forging their own path, are creating their own opportunities um, for for growth. And, and I think what I see just anecdotally is um, <laughs> Gen Z is like, I'm going to operate outside of the system entirely. <laughs> like maybe I'll have one job, but then you know what, maybe I'll uh, not to be too stereotypical, but maybe I'll like be an influencer on the side and then I'll like dabble in this and I'll do a little bit of that. And maybe I have three jobs instead of one full-time job. And yep. uh, like, is that a part of the purpose driven? Uh, is, is that a part of that purpose driven uh, factor or is it, or is it simply just a flexibility factor for you all, or is it both
1: I think it can be both I have you know a couple gigs that I do mm-hmm. uh for me it's more of a flexibility thing it's allowing me to pursue my passions yeah um so yeah I think it can be both I like the flexibility that it can provide you know people that maybe do this and that to a toe here and there mm-hmm. it allows for a change of pace. You're not doing the same thing every single day. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think it again can mean different things for different people, Yeah. but personally, yeah, I appreciate the, the change of pace, the flexibility, and it again, allows me to pursue things that I'm interested in. Um, I think, you know, in the context that we're kind of talking about here of how can people draw in this younger (laughs) generation that seems to be flaky yeah i think it's more gonna be from my personal view like a change in the way that we operate Mm. as like a working body whoa in general (laughs) (laughs) so you're talking revolution i'm talking revolution (laughs) here we gotta change it i mean it's it's there have been so many things that come out talking about Mm -hmm. have a five-day work week is not any more efficient than a 40-day work week. Yeah. You know, things like that, where you have to be doing this set thing because that's what our society has been doing for so long. So that's yeah. how we want to operate. I think looking forward, and especially as this younger generation steps up into this role of being the workforce, mm-hmm. things will likely change, I think, as these people become business owners. Yeah. But more so, I think, for current businesses looking to hire these younger people think about like making these changes how can i be a flexible workplace how can i provide the freedom that i know that these people are looking for within a job
0: yeah that's a great point well and what i hear you saying is uh that gen z you're not traditionalists. You're not just going to do things uh, for the sake of, you know, this is the the way that we've always done them. Um, you're going to status, the, or you're going to question the status quo rather. Um, and I, that, that leads into another question that I had, because I think that questioning the status quo, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, and I can say this because my generation was like this too, right? We, yeah. we, as we were coming into the workforce, uh, Gen X, Boomers. Our managers at the time were like, "Man, you guys are entitled mm-hmm. and you're lazy." Yeah. Because I think, to a lesser extent, we were doing some of the same things um, at the time, coming in and asking, "Well, why do we do it this way?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're uh, when you're in that mode of, "Well, this is the way we've always done it," yeah. uh, that can come off as quite entitled, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm new to this position. I'm coming in, I'm questioning the way we've always done things. What do you say to that? What do you say to people who are like Gen Z, they're lazy, they have no loyalty. Mm. I mean, we could go on about all the insults <laughs> that, have been, <laughs> that have been flung at Gen Z. Sometimes I have been guilty, I will say, <laughs> but um, why do you think other older generations have that perception of you all? Great question. I <laughs> sure do. Um,
1: I don't know. I, I I see it as sort of, I guess, a fear of the unknown, right? Like, mm. it's the same thing. You said your generation came into the workforce, and you questioned these things, and they said, that's way we've always done it. Yeah. Look at that phrase, like, societally. <laughs> that phrase has been used throughout our entire history Uh, and just because it's the way it's always been done does not mean that it's right but there's a fear of the unknown that comes with that like Mm -hmm. people are scared of changing because they don't know what that's going to mean for them their stability their future totally but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't grow so I think it's truly like I think more than anything it's a fear of kind of the unknown we're approaching things differently yeah and because it's different you know it's a it's met with that kind of, I wouldn't say aggression, but it's definitely a distaste. It can be. It can, it can, be. can be. There's definitely a distaste out there sure. from, for the phrase Gen Z. I think people hear it and yeah. just immediately go, oh, these kids are so lazy.
0: <laughs> and
1: these kids don't want to work and they don't know whatever. But no, I, I think we know plenty. It's not like we're any different than mm-hmm. any young generation coming up before us right I think everyone tried to rock the boat in their own way Mm -hmm. and they just you know you eventually kind of step into stride with what things are for you in your future as you get older but everyone tries to rock the boat in their own way and hopefully make some changes so yeah totally I think it's just a fear of the unknown and like what Gen Z is trying to do what changes Mm. they're trying to make more than anything
0: yeah that is a that's a great observation. I think you, I think you're probably very right. <laughs> uh, coming in and, and pointing to the data and saying, "Well, look." Uh, what about a four day work week? Uh, yeah. Turns out we can be just as efficient. But yeah. as a boss, hearing that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, well, what happens on day five? Yeah, you know, you think it's immediately going to be a
1: decrease in some sort of productivity, but right, you know, countries now are moving to four day work weeks, mm-hmm. and it's proving to be just as effective. Yeah. Yep. and so it's just turning a blind <laughs> eye to the data because you don't want to change
0: things. It's just, <laughs> it's just hilarious. I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you began to touch on this in um, in a previous uh, answer of yours, but um, let's let's make it let's make it crystal clear for the business owners out there, um, the business owners who recognize that Gen Z is only going to become a bigger part of the workforce in the coming years, Mm -hmm. um, that they're going to have to leverage your talent. So if I'm a business leader and I'm looking to uh, attract and retain Gen Z talent, um, what should I be focusing on? What are those important maybe cultural attributes or benefits that I should be offering in order to get you on board and keep you engaged?
1: Yeah. Um, big things right off the bat, like you said, benefits Mm -hmm. (laughs) people need healthcare Yep, (laughs) and good healthcare, you know, providing, a uh, the cheapest one you can find. It's just, (laughs) you're just setting your, your company and your employees up for failure, Mm -hmm. you know, providing things that, you know, people need, that's really important. I think that stands for everyone. That's not just Gen, Gen Z that's, everyone needs you know a basic amount of benefits um a big thing that i think we're shifting toward is things like unlimited pto Mm, mm -hmm. i think that is going to become incredibly important um allowing people to take the time that they need as we step into a world that is like way more conscious about mental health and uh mental well-being i think allowing people to have things like unlimited pto You know, that seems daunting. You say that and then you're like, they're going to take every day off. (laughs) Yeah. Which is entirely not the case. Right. It's just allowing people the freedom to take time when they need it. Mm -hmm. Having things like mental health days, recharge days, you know, giving people the opportunity to tend to themselves, I think will make them a better worker for you Mm -hmm. in a whole. Um, Another thing that I really look for and I think is going to become increasingly important for the workforce and employees is things like recognition, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: telling your employees that you appreciate the work that they're doing, Mm -hmm. telling them that they're Mm -hmm. doing a good job. Again, I think this steps into the mental health realm, but we come from such a rigid workforce where it's like you do your work and you do it well and that's that. Yeah. People like being told they're doing well. Yeah. I would argue that being told you're doing well will make you work better, will make you more efficient or more productive at your job. Mm -hmm. Because people are expressing their appreciation for the work you're doing. Yeah. If you work for me and I say, do your job, and I never tell you anything (laughs) about your performance other than maybe a yearly Performance report where I say, here's all the things I think you're doing wrong,
0: and here's yeah. how you fix
1: them. Yeah. Or if you worked for me and I said, hey, great job on this. I really appreciate your help with that. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you're doing X, Y, Z. Which one feels better for mm-hmm. you? Who would you rather work for? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. a big thing, I think, moving forward is just a, the slight thing of expressed appreciation for your employees. Yeah. You know, I think that's very, very important. Um, moving forward, I think it's, it needs to be integrated.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think that that's an important, that's, I mean, certainly not exclusive to, to Gen Z <laughs> no, either. Again, I mean, again, no, it's for everyone. Yeah. A, a great tidbit uh, for, for everyone, because you're so right. I think uh, a lot of, especially in small business, performance reviews, it's hard. Performance it's management is daunting, yeah. right? And uh, and to try and figure out well what's the right cadence and um you know how do we have these meaningful conversations with people, mm-hmm. uh yeah it just can't be happening on a yearly basis it should be happening much more frequently it should be ongoing right yeah. and and not just when something goes wrong as you acknowledge but but uh, but when um you know when when things are going right too because. Man, I I know that for me, and I I'm I'm sure that there's a statistic out out there that uh, uh, corroborates this. But um, one negative comment, I I feel like it probably takes five to six, maybe ten positive comments to to make That's up for way. it. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, because that resonates with you so much more. Totally. No one ever wants to be told you're doing a bad <clears throat> job. No. Yeah. But those conversations obviously need to happen here Mm -hmm. and there. I think there's a way to approach it. Totally. Yes. But Yeah.
0: It helps to be told you're doing a good job. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and and speaking of Delaney, uh, you did a great job representing (laughs) your, your whole uh, generation. And, uh, so, so appreciative of you, um, being on today and, uh, and, uh, I imagine that we'll, we'll probably get some more inquiries about, uh, what does Gen Z want? What is, uh, what does Delaney think? So if we do, I'll send them your way. The monthly Gen Z, uh, cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Delaney for, uh, for guiding us through, uh, the, the maze of, of desires, uh, dislikes and, mm-hmm. uh, and must-haves for Gen Z. Um, It's been an enlightening conversation and I think uh, it's important for business leaders to also get reminders of probably what every generation wants as well. Um, So uh, thank you also for joining us on today's podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, As always, you can find us on all major streaming platforms and at www.foundconsulting.info. Be sure to continue to tune in. We've got some uh, amazing conversations coming up in 2023 that you will not want to miss.